Um, so I've known Katie since she started at Stanford. She was, I don't know what year she came in. I've started in fall of 99 and I've been in and out since. Um, she was a, probably know she was a Slee and Faison and Faison was my original dorm and I, I met her because her RA um, was dating my best friend at Stanford and he was kind enough, since I was returning after being away for a while, kind enough to let me use Faison as kind of my home because I was living off campus. And my first meeting with Katie was memorable only because it was her nature to kind of be provocative and I left my jacket in what turned out to be a free store. And I see this girl walk in and she's wearing my jacket and I'm a shy person. So I was like, uh, that's my jacket. She's like, no, it's my jacket, it's in the free store. And I didn't know what to make of her. Um, I couldn't even tell that she was a freshman. She didn't give off that kind of vibe and I'm really bad with age and people. Um, but she had that jacket for the whole day and I didn't know if I was going to get back. I didn't know anything about her. I just know she was saying that the jacket was hers and she wants to give it back. Um, but that was the way that we immediately bonded. I mean, she was joking and there's one, she's one of the people I, when I think about people that I've met here at Stanford, there's the friends that I've maintained, friendships that I've maintained, always spark from this immediate, like, kind of electrical charge that like, kind of just is recognized between me and the person. And with her, that was also immediate. There was something that I was drawn to, and she, I don't know how, but she had this way about her of knowing, had, knowing how to maybe carefully select her friends in a way that they would be able to grow with her, I guess I would say. Um, and we bonded over our mental health issues um, and coping in a place such as Stanford. Um, as I mentioned, I started in fall of 99 and I left within the first quarter and I was diagnosed as hospitalized at the Stanford Hospital Center and I was hospitalized and diagnosed as schizoaffective disorder that's been kind of the thing that I've been carrying. Um, her first year, she was very open about telling me about her own personal experiences with mental health issues. Um, it was something that was very close to her. Um, she always felt like not enough people were able to talk about it in an open way, and she kind of made it her life mission to to give voice in a public space to people that felt like they couldn't speak. Um, so a lot of that first year for her was rough because she was here as a Stanford freshman in an environment in which she's very passionate about this, but people, when she would try to be open, they wouldn't know how to respond to her. Um, she was always very aggressive about her honesty and for some people, especially, I guess, within her community, within Slee, they were all very aggressive people. But that was, the focus was academics. She, she liked approaching life from more of a well-rounded perspective. And she felt like the personal side of people was getting left outside of the bonding experience. And she felt a little bit like an outsider, and I think that would describe a little bit how I felt, which is how we were able to bond that first year. And I don't really remember her specific timeline of how her trajectory worked, but 
by sharing with her my experiences, she kind of ended up, she ended up, <laughs> when she met my, by the end of her freshman year, she was hospitalized at Stanford herself. Um, and that was mostly because I had told her about my experiences and she knew that there was help here. And I basically said, this is what happened to me. And somehow it just happened to her as well. Um, that's how we first met. That was the first year. Um, I'm hesitant to talk too much about her life outside of that because I don't know how much you guys know and I don't really want to disrespect her family because that's very important for me to not say something on behalf of them that they don't want public. Right. I don't really know if you guys have tried to contact them. I don't know. I did participate in her memorial mm -hmm. by contacting them. I've met them several times, but her family life was also very something that was very conflicted and fragile and she was very open about talking about it, but... I want to, one respect her and one respect her family because I don't want to, I don't I don't I don't know what their wishes are. Right. Well, yeah, I, I can say um, from the interviews that we've had already, uh, I, I I do know or we have spoken about um, how her mother died. Yeah. Um, okay. We've spoken about her uh, battles with various uh, types of drugs. Yeah. So. Her mother, that was her first year, I think, her freshman year, mm -hmm. um, she was in Southern California living with her mother at her time. At the time, her father lives in San Francisco. And she's very, very attached. She was very attached to her mother. And she was the one that came in to find her mother had shot herself in the face. Something like that. She called me that night, and I was living here in one of the dead houses with my partner, and I didn't know how to process that. In fact, I was so much with her because there was always so much involved with her life. It was, I was her friend, but it was also, it came with a certain amount of like heaviness because she was, her life was so complex and complicated. She was always very open and honest and that's, that type of honesty was always like difficult to, to deal with. Um, I didn't know, I had prior to that invited her to come to a wedding from as my date to a, for a high school friend and she was in southern california and her mom shot herself and she still came up for this wedding which was at the beginning of september and that was totally unexpected because i didn't know if she was going to come or not and she was very adamant about coming back to stanford that year and not taking time off and continuing with it and i thought it was very brave for her and she was going she lived in ebf the following year and she and her roommate had a bunch of difficulty because when Katie came back, it was so quickly after her mother's death, which was a violent death. And everybody knew about it. I mean, her dorm was very much aware that this was the situation. This was the girl with the mother that shot herself, and she was open about it, and she her way of coping was through humor, which is fine but awkward for some because you can't really joke about a suicide you, but you can, but you can't. So that I that was also the time where Katie stopped kind of trying to form strong social bonds at Stanford and started looking outside at um, friendships. Out she she took classes at Foothill, some drama. I mean, a timeline is so confused because I've been here in and out, but definitely her social circle started to include people that didn't include the camp this campus. She had friends at UC Santa Cruz that she would drive over and frequently. She basically was losing ties to this space. 
and looking for comfort and to people that she felt could understand her. And I think she felt that maybe because people here have this kind of, from her experience, she felt that people here were uptight and she needed people that she felt she could relate to. So her life was always filled with people coming in and out to fit whatever she needed in that moment. But that year was definitely interesting. The thing that <laughs> has amazed me most about her time here at Stanford is how much she was able to get away with. Uh, do you know her housing situation in EV? Uh, was that the... Where she said she was married and pregnant? I, I've heard a little bit about it, yeah. but... I mean, to... I mean, to stay on campus but still not be a part of it, she 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 was engaged to somebody she met at Badal and it was obvious that it wasn't going to actually work out, but she was in love, um, and so they 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 came up with a story to get housing in the family housing that she she was pregnant and uh, so for a year she lived there and I think she got caught. Her 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 real her real baby was actually like three or four chinchillas and two rabbits and I mean it's just, I, I mean I spent a lot of time in that space and it's just so funny to me because like she's living next door to actual families graduate students or I don't even know what these people's situations are but and she was actively having people over but yet that somehow I don't really know how much Stanford was aware of like the nature of that situation but like Four chinchillas and two rabbits, and I mean, she even I think she rented out the space to somebody in the end, and she didn't have a boyfriend. I think they broke up or something. I don't know. And she had the chinchillas while she was in EBF as well, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, she would take them to parties, uh, EBF happy hours. She would sit right here on her net. Um, I actually couldn't keep track of their names. The only one that I can remember was Monkey. That was the most memorable to me. Um, but that was one of the things I talked about at her memorial was like there we spent so many hours chasing after these fucking things because they did not like to be held. But she kind of forced her love onto these things and just like made them stay. But there were many a times in which the chinchillas were running loose and lost. I mean, she kept them all the way till when she was briefly living in Oakland. Um, and that was kind of also a very shady situation. It's, I mean, I don't know exactly what you're looking for other than to say I think she lived life in the moment and made her decisions as she went along and she didn't apologize very often for what she did. She felt like she... She felt very much alone in the world but very much in love with her friends. But something was missing. There was some disconnect. I don't know what it was for her. 